Welcome to Span Reads, not your typical rereads podcast, a 17-shot series where we reread the Cosmere and have giant nerds about it. Unlike the traditional reread style, we won't be going through each book chapter by chapter, but instead looking at different themes and the placement of the books within the wider Cosmere. Each Span Read series will bring you four episodes. The first three, reactions and retrospectives, character relationships, and magic systems used within the story, will be spoilers for that book and prior books in the series only. Then we'll cap things off with a full spoiler Cosmere episode. Today, we will be talking about Bands of Mourning, specifically our reactions and retrospectives from rereading the book. Joining me is Mish. Hi, I'm also First Rainbow Rose. Also joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Mary Ryder. And also joining us is Rosemary. Hi, I'm Kmith. <laughs> and I'm Jesse, also Lady Lameness on the forums and Discord. This episode will have spoilers for all of Era 1, Era 2, up to and including Bands of Mourning, because we haven't yet got the Lost Medal, and also Secret History. Bands of Mourning. The uh, prologue kicks off with a flashback to Wax's youth, where he and his sister are living in the Terrace Village. Is, is Telson a Terrace name? I don't know. Wax gets two names, his sister only gets one. Yeah. And Wax is, to nobody's surprise, an angsty teenager with a budding lawful good alignment. His sister and a couple of friends sneak out. He starts to tag along, but then doesn't. And instead goes to snoop on Grandma V, gets caught, gets in trouble, and gets sent to his room. Like you do. Later, he sneaks out and catches the an arsonist slash would-be murderer, nearly dies, and gets, kick, gets kicked out of the village for the cardinal sin of proving the synod wrong. Up to present day, Wax is participating in a police raid on the morning of his wedding, because of course he is. <laughs> He shows up late, but not as late as Steris planned for because Steris is a bamf. Wax, however, is still problems because he's not over Lessie's second death. Luckily for him, Wayne is a dipstick and arranged to have a nearby water tower fall on the church. Because what else are you going to do, apparently? <laughs> Marisy finds Wayne. Sadly, she doesn't smack him upside the head. Happily, though, she does talk some sense in regards to his eternal stockage of Renette. And then Vendel arrives, and there's an epic quest! Exposition, exposition, save a Chandra by finding his missing spike! Magical artifact, yay! Adventure time! Oh, right, and Wax already said no on account of still being royally pissed at Harmony, so maybe Marassi could help instead? Which works perfectly, as a well-placed photograph of Wax's mixing sister ropes him in anyway. Like... Vendel probably planned all along. And it's also worth noting that Vendel likes to brag about his bone sources and is creepy about it. Um, Wayne goes on a quest with the usual Wayne hijinks. Long story short, he manages to tell Renette he'll stop stalking her now, okay? Oh, that's good. Nice, Wayne. Have a biscuit. And then he goes and asks for a threesome biscuit rescinded. Honestly, I, I don't know how he avoided getting shot there. She didn't have a gun on her? It's Renette. She always has a gun on her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was still in shock over the fact that he was breaking up with her? Breaking up? Yeah. Shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, train ride to New Saren. Wax gets a lesson in baso basin political economics and discovers that Steris is learning about the birds and the bees through book learnings. And the entire world has deemed it adorable. The case of the missing clips is solved, and Wax finally starts to bond with Steris. About damn time. 
Marisi, in the meantime, is going over Vendel's notes in the dining car and chats with Wayne, admitting her struggle with living in Wax's shadow. Wax, or Wayne is slightly more insightful than usual and wanders off with Milan afterwards. Because he can only be so... There can only be so much Wayne insightfulness in one scene or before the universe implodes, so he had to leave. Uh, Marisi goes back to the Ladrian car and finds Wax and Stairs finishing up the clip hunt and really has no idea what to make of any of it. Though she drops Vendel's notes in a Pathian earring with Wax and stomps off to bed. And then the bandits attack. Wax identifies the attackers as either idiots or a distraction, but they still have to be dealt with. Good news! Steris has metal vials for Wax! Hilarious news! She suspended the seal flakes in cod liver oil. <laughs> but then the bandits have a weird magical cube that steals alimentic reserves and everything goes to hell. Marcy and Steris traumatize the house Ladrian Valet, who is going to need a stiff drink and a change of career after this. Marcy and Wax kill some folks. Steris tries to help, but she fires the damn elephant gun Wax got from Renette, and the, knock the kick knocks her off the train. Wayne effects a dramatic mid-air rescue, which honestly isn't likely to deter Steris from trying it again someday. Because <laughs> she enjoys it. Fight is yep. over, but Wayne and Milan are missing. Oh, not missing. Busy. As in, getting busy in the luggage compartment. <laughs> Sorry, Ian's expression cracked me up. <laughs> I loved that scene so much. <laughs> it was great. An annoyed Marisi got the tube that stole Wax's steel, and it's super weird. They hop a different train the rest of the way to New Saren. They're figuring, slowly figuring out what the cube does. Arrival! New Saren is pretty cool, all terraces and waterfalls, though very, very inconvenient to navigate. They arrive at their hotel and set about traumatizing the owner even worse than Wax's poor valet. Wayne insults her, Wax damages the window, and Steris caps it off by handing her a list of things that could go wrong sorted by potential for property damage. Because again, Steris is a bamf. I love Steris. Especially in this book. <laughs> Oh, just... and I almost forgot about Milan talking about trying on breast sizes and how her luggage is full of bones. <laughs> yep. Wax and Steris go to a party and get a coin from Hoyd on the way in. Basically, everyone at the party is rich jackholes, so that's fun. Wax pokes for information about the damage Condra's mission and some two-bit douche canoe insults Steris. We hate him forevers and evers. But then Chris dances with Wax and quizzes him on how his powers interact and then makes a crack about speed bumbles and redshift and the entire fandom laps it up with a spoon. Especially Ian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steris gives Wax a pep talking and he finally squeezes out some useful information then turns around and deliberately lets slip to the hostess that he's onto her. Wax needs a distraction to slip out so Steris induces vomiting. Wax snoops. He thinks he's found Edwarn, but nope, someone finally invented that radio harmony was on about the last book. Unhappy, not fun Wax Liam is taunted and then framed for murder. Milan shows up to bail him out, and they get a nifty full-up gold mine from a good roll on the random treasure table. Meanwhile, Marisi and Wax visit a bank and then go grave robbing. It seems to go well at first, but then they get shot and realize the spike is already gone. They follow the money and, through Wayne shenanigans, scare the living crud out of the taxidermist who sent the spike on, and they get a location out of him. Everyone meets up back at the hotel, and it's time to hightail it out of town before the constables show up. Framed for murder is on page 17 of Steris's packet. <laughs> <laughs> 
On the way to Dulcing, they test the Alamancy Cube and figure out that the gold metal mine is unkeyed. Then they get to town, sneak in, and find a bunch of scientists in a big old ship. Marisi finds a monster that turns out to be a foreign dude in a mask and gets the missing Condor Spike, and Wax finds his sister! Yay! Telson is saved. There's a grand escape sequence. Mask dude, Alec, gets them to an airship skiff, and, but Marasi is shot process. Sorry, Marisi. Uh, don't worry, Balan can fix her. Sidebar on the broadsheet experts uh, excerpts. Um, Pinecone Allomouser the Third is the greatest cat name in the history of Skadrian cats and possibly the history of cats the universe over. And sidebar, Alec gets the translator medallion going and explains some things to the group and calls Wax lots of different names. Most of them aren't insulting. <laughs> after some dithering, they go after Ed Warren, target second sight, where allegedly lie the mythical bands of mourning the suppo supposedly placed there by the Lord Ruler resurrected. They pass over Edwarn's group all sneaky-like until Wayne trips over Telson and knocks a bag down in their midst. Oops. So, now it's a race. They get to the temple and it's Indiana Ladrian time. Wayne steals a spear tip from a statue and Milan disarms traps classic D&D &D tank style. Edwarn shows up and demands parlay, negotiating his way into coming along, but hey, the bands aren't there, so me. Telson betrays! Shocking, apparently some people, but not me. Uh, Wax expected it as well, gets shot anyway, and everything goes pear-shaped. He sneaks off into the darkness and Edwarn follows, hey look, there's some bodies and maybe the actual bands, but also another trap. Eddie triggers it, rocks fall on Wax. What follows next is a death sequence so drawn out and operatic, I swear when I listened to the graphic audio version, I expected Wax's voice actor to start delivering his lines via Aria. Unfortunately, they didn't. I'm a little disappointed, actually. This set of bands are also fake. Wayne has to watch Wax die ridiculously slowly, and everything is ruined forever. Then Marisi finds the real bands, the spearhead Wayne stole, because of course he did. She goes full-born and kicks some set ass while Wax has a chat with Harmony. He decides to go back about the same time Marisi decides she doesn't really want to do this ultimate superhero thing, so she delivers the spearhead to his only mostly dead hands. Yay, gold mines! Lots more bad guy ass gets kicked, Wayne and Saris both get crowning moments of awesome, and Alex's remaining people get rescued. Denouement! <clears throat> Steris negotiates to keep the bands with the Chondra. Everyone goes home, and Wax and Steris finally get hitched. Edwarn gets blown up by some ominous critter and probably gets his cognitive shadow anchored into slavery. Wax finally takes a closer look at the Hoyt coin and finds out, oh, oops, the Sovereign wasn't Ra Rashik at all. It was Kelsier. It was Kelsier all along. It's been Agatha all along. That rascal. The end. I can. I was shocked by how long, how late into the book the Southern Skadrian show up, though. Like, I remembered that they showed up, and I thought it was closer to, like, halfway. And, like, as I'm reading it, I'm like, wait, they're still not there? They're still not there? They're still... How far? <laughs> it's only in, like, the last, like... No, like, legitim legitimately, I I listened to the audiobook, and I looked at the timestamp. I think that there was only, like... Okay, my numbers are off, because I listened to it, like, two and a half speed but it's only in like the last fourth of the book or less that the southern skadrians show up so i was like super shocked by how late into the book those because they placed like they were so big in my mind for what they were 
mean, Alec does kind of steal the spotlight with with his. Yeah, like I've got his, my book here. And it's like that much. That is mm-hmm. about the point that they show up. Yeah, it's about two thirds of the way through. Yeah, it's about two thirds. Yeah. Rereading Alec's introduction this time, or at least listening to it, was a whole lot easier than when I hit that the first time <laughs> through. Because I, I hit Morassi, like, finding him, and just had full-on Full Metal Alchemist flashbacks to a certain girl and her dog, and I'm like, Brendan, oh. you, you can't do this to me. Like, I, I am not prepared for this. And then, it, thankfully, that did not happen. But I'm just like, oh god, Brendan, please no, please no. <laughs> I could see him doing that to us. I had the opposite reaction because the first time I read the book, I would think I was just going so fast through that that it didn't quite hit me what was going on. Like I was reading it, but I wasn't taking in the horror that was actually there. Whereas this time I knew it was coming and I and I was bracing myself for it. And it, it was not fun to read. Well, it's like like she finds him. And the scene ends with him saying, help me. Yeah. Before she, like, sees through, like, what is actually there. So, like, it jumps to, like, somebody completely different. And I'm just, like, sitting there. I'm like, what, what was that thing? Like, Brennan, please no. No. What have you done? <laughs> Particularly Because, after- like, hemallergy could totally do something like that. Yeah. I was just thinking yeah, after true. the last book and the mm-hmm. constructs, like, is this a... Not even worse. Yeah, like mm-hmm. is, is this is a successful construct? <laughs> I I do appreciate how he had set us up to expect some kind of creepy monster, and then yeah, it's just a dude in a mask. A sassy yeah. dude in a mask. Yes, yeah. a delightfully sassy mm-hmm. dude. Oh, I love how sassy he is. Yeah, he's great. What did people think of the book overall when they reread it this time compared to? Uh, when they how they might have read it previously it's um, it's i don't know it's even more fun this the second and third time through it's before rhythm of war bands of morning was probably my favorite cosmere novel so i went into it with like oh i'm going to really enjoy this and i came out of this oh i really enjoyed that <laughs> so it, it kind of met expectations for me and and i think there, there's certainly a difference in their coming in it, the way they were released. We were so fresh off of Shadows of Self that mm-hmm. we're still like in shock from all the feels. And going back and reading it again after you've had time to process everything that Wax has been through. And, you know, you're not, you know, tearing up when you read the scene anymore. Assuming everyone else does that. Yes, absolutely. OK, moving on. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it makes it gives the whole book of of uh bands a lighter tone to it um you know it it, it, it's more fun when it's further removed from shadows um that is a very interesting thought because grace who was going to be on this podcast but wasn't able to make it she was just going to be on for bands and she actually had the opposite reaction (laughs) and she asked if we could uh just give some of her thoughts, even though she wasn't able to be on. And she said, despite remembering the plots of the previous books, I found bands to be incredibly difficult to get into without having read 
Shadows of Self directly before it. The last time I read Shadows of Self was at Band's initial release. So much of that first part of Bands of Mourning relies on Wax's feelings about Lessie and Harmony, Harmony's actions during Shadows of Self. Without having read the emotion of that ending, I found it incredibly difficult to connect to the emotions of Wax at the start of Bands. Rereading the sequels without rereading the previous books isn't uncommon for me. More than most books, I found Bands to be a book that relies on the emotional journey of the previous ones to care about the arc of the current one. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can definitely, like, I read them back to back. So for me, it yeah. was that back, like, literally back to back. So for me, it was. But I can absolutely see how the beginning of the book does basically rely on you having gone through the emotions of the other one. And yeah. that that makes sense in terms of the writing process as well. Because, like, Brandon started writing Shadows um, while working on Wheel of Time, but had a break. And so when it was time to go back, like he had a hard time getting into shadows. So he just jumped ahead to bands, wrote bands to get comfortable with the world again, then jumped backwards and finished um, shadows. But so consequently, I think um, shadow and bands are much more linked in Brandon's head than almost any other series. Like maybe Error One, because those were written straight through before they got started getting released. But it's, I can definitely see where Grace is coming from. Yeah. And, and, and I do too, because I'm looking at it more like, well, I reread Shadows before I reread Bands. So I still had that book come in cl- fairly close to reading the third. But because I'd originally read it, you know, so many years ago, and I've read it many times since then. I've fully processed all the crap that happens and it, it it gives me enough of an emotional distance from what happened that that I can really focus in on the fun bits and go, wee, this is a ride. And I think I actually have a different perspective to all of the ones that have been talked about so far because I did just read Shadows and I struggled to read bands. It took me probably two-thirds of the book before I could get into it. And I really was not enjoying it for a lot of the book. And I don't know why, but it just felt a bit bogged down to me and it wasn't getting to the the enjoyable bits. It was all this setup that had to happen to get to the enjoyable bits. And I just wanted to get past the setup and wasn't enjoying it. So it wasn't until they make it to Delsing and the warehouse that I even started enjoying the book. Like, there were bits and pieces of it. I'm like, yeah, this is always a fun scene. But overall, like, I do remember turning to Chaos halfway through. I think they had just made it to New Saran. I'm like, Eric, I don't know if I can finish this book. Even though I like the book and I've loved it in the past, it was just really hard for me to get through. That was an interesting thing for me, because looking back, I remember... My reaction thinking about them was, they're okay, but I enjoy Alloy so much. Like, they're just so dry and so heavy, which doesn't make sense for the series, because this series is the lighter of the two when it comes to Mistborn. But they're just so dry and so heavy, and I don't remember enjoying them. But the humor stood out a lot more to me this time around, so I was able to enjoy the humor of it a lot more. Um, 
but by way of like the what you're saying of you had a hard time enjoying it it definitely does it's hard to enjoy aside from the humor like once you get into the actual like actual indiana jones at the temple doing the stuff things that that's really fun and enjoyable it's just like the setup of the indiana jones style thing is not my jam and i I really struggled with that 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 is interesting to me because like for me alloy was the one that i had a hard time getting into during this reread because like alloy of law just isn't my favorite book of arrow era too like westerns aren't really my jam yeah but like it's i enjoy it a lot um more in retrospect but like yeah it, it took me a while to like okay like i really need to like continue my reread so yeah. i can finish in time to yeah. record things i think if i was to reread bands again not for something like this i would probably just skip sections to mm-hmm. kind of get through the bits that are fine i just wasn't super into them like everything on the train except for the conversation that like wax and Sarahs have about the the coins and that Wayne and um, Marasi have in the train car. I did not care about anything else in that entire sequence. Yeah, Yeah, that that was something I forgot about just how long like the train scene at the beginning is. And then like the, the other thing was like just how long the fight scene in Bilsing is. Yes. Like, there's so much that happens there that I'm like, oh, like, because it's like, oh, they find Alec. Like, they spy on a guy and they rescue Telson. That's what happens there. And there's like way, way more. I'm like, okay. Like, page count. It, we can like pick this up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. The recap easily could have been twice as long as it was. And I didn't want it to be that long. So it wasn't. Yeah, and I think the thing is, by the time we get to bands, Brandon is doing a lot of the same things that he's done, settings-wise, in the other books, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it just makes it really starkly stand out to me that we have two long train sequences with giant fights in them within three books. That we have two big ballroom settings that have significant fights in a way like i know the fight in um shadows of self doesn't say in the ballroom but yeah like there's two big parties that yeah, are there's two big relevant yeah there's two big parties and i don't know if it's just because the books are shorter than like some of other brandon's other works but these just stood out to me so much more and made it feel repetitive even though like well, the things in those scenes are generally quite fun and enjoyable. Well, and like it's part of the problem I've had with I mean, yes, I keep on reading them back to back. That doesn't help. But it also is it makes it hard to remember which one's which. I legitimately eat recording the last episode and this episode. I'm I'm like, okay, is it this one that this party happens in? Or is it the last one? Like Steris and her rules about oh well I've made it a rule that I have to ask a question about s- some piece of small talk and then I have to do this and then I have to do this before I can actually do the thing I truly want to do. Yeah. 
I don't remember which party that it is that that conversation happens in because they're basically the same party. Like, which one Chris shows up in? I remembered Chris showed up at one of the parties. I couldn't the tell one, you. I was the one here in band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, before, like, before starting the reread, I thought it was the one in Alloy. <laughs> she does, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, no, I knew it wasn't Alloy. Um, I'm maybe a bit more familiar with that party than I should be. But anyway, I oh, you're exactly vain. as familiar with that party as you should be because that was your wedding. I'm not vain, I promise. <laughs> you know, but like, legitimately, aside from that, they're basically the books are extremely similar, and I can see where you're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's going to depend from person to person. Can I just say, thinking about the train? how much I love the conversation and the confusion about walking into what is going on as Wax goes, I found it! And stares, curses him. Like, mild-mannered. Nobody ever thinks Steris would be that passionate. Steris starts cursing him out over the fact and you know, of course we know what's going on because we saw the lead-up of the but Marcy's like, what? what is going on here? What is wrong with you two? That's one of the scenes that I remembered from having reread. And I, uh, pretty much anytime I think about accounting, that scene pops into my mind. So getting back to that and seeing it was so glorious with just Wax going, neener, neener. <laughs> and it's such a sweet bonding moment. But yeah. that- I want to talk about the wedding. And how amazing it is that Steris decided that it was necessary to ruin her own wedding. Or no, I guess she doesn't ruin the wedding. Like, she's like, and let's go ahead and send you off to do like, and I love the the constable. I got to get to a wedding. What wedding? Mine. And the constable's like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, no, no, my wife's told me to. Mm-hmm. It's okay, my wife vetted it. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like mirroring that at the end of the book. Oh. Where, it's like, where he surprises her with like the mm. um, survivorist priest. And she's like, never have I been so happy that something didn't go to plan. Yeah. Yes. That is such a sweet scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also love the, the church that they're getting married in because it is... It sounds stunning. It sounds like a wonderful mm-hmm. place to get married. And oh, yeah, I like, remember reading the, the description and just blown away. Yeah, the dome opened so that the mist can f- come yeah. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And it's all like glass. Or, or, or and... so the water tower can come in. Yeah. The water tower <laughs> I mean, that the is water mentioned in the previous book as well. I, it, it smashed one of the panes open, yeah. is what yeah. it did. Wade but. is lucky people didn't die. <laughs> really <laughs> like, is. Like, really lucky. Yeah. I think that that's kind of the point that Steris is trying to get through to him, is that, dude, not okay. But it did the thing. But you could have killed somebody. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marisy, not, not Steris. Oh, Marisy. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, she was taking him to like, Wayne, that was dumb. <laughs> He's like, it wasn't real. I, I just told them to flood it like maybe break a pipe or something i didn't expect them to get so over enthusiastic 
And we're all like, are we supposed to believe him or not? Because I don't know whether we actually yeah. should have believed him there. Yeah. Like the amount that, the amount that he hates Starris, it's <laughs> it is that borderline of did you actually mean harm mm-hmm. without well, like directly trying to cause it, I guess. Well, and I want to talk about it more in the characters episode, but I love that scene where Wax is like, Wayne, enough. And Wayne just mm-hmm. goes, What? And Wax goes, enough and when goes okay enough is enough and he just continues on and we're all like damn it wax why didn't you say that a book and a half ago yeah yeah because he wasn't in love with her a book and a half ago so he did it shouldn't matter anyway it shouldn't matter but it it does does. yeah there's something that comes up in this book that i love and find very funny is the whole thing with the radio Except not necessarily just because Harmony's held back that information, but Wax thinks it's this mythical magic thing, while literally his party is carrying the magic object as well. And, and Harmony isn't thing- even, it wasn't even holding back. He's just like, y'all should have invented it by now. Come on, guys, get with the program. he just seems to think that the radio is more mystical and magic than this alamancer cube which is the mystic magic thing but they don't consider alamancy to be magic i know but it's so funny to me it makes so much sense in world because like alamancy is something he knows and understands like yes this is like a a new application he doesn't know precisely how it's working but like it's operating on principles he understands like radio for somebody who doesn't know about electromagnetic radiation it's I, can i just say perfect sense for him it, it's very just it keeps on like my brain is struggling with the whole i know that radio is making sense is the proper term but every time you guys say radio i think like radio radio not radio communication radio mm-hmm. and i'm like no it's not a radio it's like a not telephone day it it's a it's the same principle essentially yeah it's a walkie-talkie <laughs> but uh yeah, so it, it makes perfect sense, though, for Wax, because he doesn't trust vehicles either. He doesn't, he, he, he's sticking the mud when it comes to technology. And he's like, give me a horse and a yep. carriage and none of this fancy car nonsense. But yeah, of course he's going to look at the weird new technological device and think it's magic. It's interesting as well, because he is the, in, not an inventor, but like he's the metallurgist. So it's not like he is completely pulled back from sciences. He's just so stuck in specific ones Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to look at other ones at all. And I'm sure if someone sat him down and explained to him how it worked to the point where he could actually understand it, he'd be like, oh, I guess that's not so bad. But I'm sure Marasi's probably tried. Yeah, he has to actually be willing to do it. Yeah. By the time we get to... Well, because at this point in the series, they haven't. But I'm sure that by the time we hit Lost Metal, it's going to be a no wax. You don't get to say that it's useless just because you don't like it. (laughs) Either that or she's written him off as as a lost hope and 
It's just like, mm-hmm. whatever, he's going to do his thing. I'm going to keep on forcing him to use technology. And somewhere in the middle, it'll all work out. Grumpy old man wax. I feel like that's making him more fun for me. I like the grumpy characters. Mm-hmm. One of the things I was looking forward to in this book is the is the harmony scene at the end. Like the conversation between Harmony and Wax is one of my favorite scenes in the Cosmere. It's like I I love it so much. Like it explains like harm Harmony's actions during Shadows itself. This scene totally resolves. I know it doesn't resolve it for everyone, but it resolves it for me. Um and it's it's just such a great scene. Like seeing like Okay, like this, this is Sazed. Like this makes sense for the person he was to the god he is now. It's like, yeah, yes, and it's like it really is the only case of a living shard in the Cosmere acting like God to somebody. Like he's doing his job for Wax in that moment. Like he's like acting as like. I am the god of these people. I'm going to act like it. Like, he, he refers to it like showing up to people when they die as his most sacred duty. And I'm like, yes. All the other, go- other shards suck. Except um, I find that interesting because that is also taken directly from preservation because preservation did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting to me that, that he picks up that tradition directly mm-hmm. from preservation. Because I've 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 read uh, at least done the audio books for Hero of Ages recently enough, and 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 Secret History that I swear it's almost exactly the same thing. Preservation said to Kelsier is that it's his sacred duty to yeah 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 his most sacred duty to to greet everyone as they die. Hopefully, so I didn't just merge those two things in my head. Hopefully, I don't know. I'm pretty it's sure it's a very sad thing to do. So. Yeah, like. Mm. Well, Even if he didn't question, say, I'm sure Sazed believes it. Well, and the question then becomes, is he doing that because, like, it, does he truly see? Is that Sazed or is that preservation influencing Sazed? Or is it both because Sazed always had a strong measure of preservation to his personality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it being both. And it's like, it's mm-hmm. something that preservation as a force would probably push for, but Sazed would already do it himself so there's no yeah. pushing required because it's something that he's already willing to do that makes sense he, he picked up preservation and all the knowledge therein and like oh this is something that he used to do this is a very good thing this I is like something this i will continue idea. doing because i agree another scene that i wanted to say that i adore is the scene with the hotel woman the and when they're first showing up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that poor woman. Yeah. She's just... That scene in the graphic audio is perfect mm-hmm. in I, every it way. It is. Honestly, I now want to listen to the graphic audio just for that scene. I didn't even think about it, but that scene would be It amazing. is great. It is truly wonderful. The voice acting in that scene is on point. The humor in this book is just so on point. It is amazing. 
I would really love to see artwork of that scene, but it's kind of just got a little bit of everyone doing their own little things, and it's maybe from like the corner of a room so you can see everyone. It's just a chaotic mess. Yeah, it's hard. It It would be hard to do as a single art piece, like maybe in an animated version of the scene. If someone could do the animation to the graphic audio, that would be amazing. Oh, that'd be so. That would be so cool. That would be one hell of a fan project, though. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody who is in animation who needs a final project. Here's your final project. Get the graphic audio for that scene. Make an animation of the scene. Because actually that scene stands pretty well on its own. If you don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. it's still kind of... You You don't need to know much about the characters. It's just this bunch of characters showing up at a hotel and Making saying all Making the owners suffer. Yeah. <laughs> saying all these ridiculous <laughs> things. Because it's from the owner's point of view. Isn't it? No, <laughs> it's. I, I think it's Wayne's point of view, actually. Oh, okay. I just couldn't remember whose point of view it was. I think the only uh, background knowledge that might cause some issues is the stuff with Milan. Yeah, yeah. but even but he, then, it'd be funny to watch the people yeah. be confused by it. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, she just shows up at the end. Do these breasts work? Oh, my bones are here! Yay! It's like it's so bizarre that you're like, okay, I'll just accept it. Sure. I found the solution. No boobs at all. <laughs> Are you okay with that? I mean, I'm a chick sometimes, so I guess it makes sense for her <laughs> to be a dude sometimes. <laughs> that, is, that is one section that really should earn Wayne some points is that he's just like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Doesn't bother me. Pan Wayne. There is one thing in this book that that, that continues to drive me crazy it's not so much a thing in the book as a thing that isn't in the book it's like nobody ever thinks that you know i give wax a pass for not doing this because you know his his head isn't in the game most of the book but why did it never occur to marisy why did it never occur to the chondro why did it never occur to harmony freaking exhume miles hundred lives and check his body for spikes yeah because what if whatever was influencing people, because they know that the set is linked to Trell, and that Lessie was linked to Trell and linked to the set. So, what if Miles was not being given a power, but being affected? No one ever thinks to look. I mean, maybe it was a long shot, but it's not like, I, I'm sure it's not like they can't figure out where he's buried. Yeah, it's like I, I understand why Brandon didn't do it. Like, from, from a writerly perspective, mm. I understand why it didn't happen. Probably because Brandon, like, that's not an avenue Brandon, like, cares about for the investigation. Like, it's it, it's not a thing. So he's like, yes, like, they can check. There's not going to be anything there. So, like, why waste the time with that? Well, because I would imagine... But if there is something there. I would, I would imagine mm. that Miles was probably stripped completely. And... Mm body cavity checked and everything for gold to make sure yeah, that they didn't even do but that they already well. missed some of his gold mines anyway if there was a spike that was completely embedded in his body to where nothing was sticking out they wouldn't have found it but well, once he's had a chance to rot for a while yeah it, uh, it, it, it'd be easier to find <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like if that was an avenue that would have been helpful brandon would have included it 
he didn't include it ergo it wasn't something that man that's some story that is some meta thinking right there <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's definitely like the writerly perspective of like yeah yeah like i understand like because that that would have said things in a different direction potentially granted this might happen in lost metal and i that would be very totally funny wrong, if, like we, but... we pick up lost metal in 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 the future and go oh look when we record that game <laughs> we'll be like i was right and you'll get to have a little celebration mm-hmm. dance and if i was wrong i will never mention it again <laughs> what this comes across like right now is uh the D player and then the D dungeon master <laughs> yeah yeah i had one thing that jumped out to me as just delightful because I think Wax is entirely wrong, but they're in Ysaran when they first get there and Marisai and Wax walk past this alimantic juggler and Wax is thinking about how it's such a waste of alimantic powers and no, no it's not. That is amazing. That is a great use of powers and I think he's wrong. Dude is doing what he loves and making money out of at it. He's Stop being such a judgmental resources. stick in the mud. Exactly. I, I remembered something else I wanted to mention. The lemon soda. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, l- lemonade. Lemonade shows up. Oh, it's in this fizzy. One. It's fizzy. No, it's, 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 it's lemon carbonated. soda. It's not lemonade. It's it's uh, carbonated. They it's not lemonade it according to the American definition of lemonade. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> Yeah. No, I guess it would be Sprite to Americans. Yeah. Pretty much. Even Sprite like, isn't that lemony. It's 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 a lemon lime. Lemon lime. But, but yeah, but, it's like lemon soda. Like, oh my God. Like, likes the, it. She likes it, but she won't admit she likes it. Oh, but she yeah. just keeps turning so, and like, the level in the class is lower and lower. I'm like, yes. So Isn't cute. Still waxes at some point too. No, that, that was waxes. It, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He, she didn't have her own, and he, he didn't like it, and she just kept drinking it when he wasn't looking. Which is somewhat balanced by the fact that she also drinks syrup of Epicac in this book. I'm like, I'm glad you drank something good to counter... You drank it before you drank to something bad. Yeah, that's the it's opposite way. Shit in the other way. Um, yeah. Steris is love. Steris is life. Mm. Yeah. Steris gets better in every book, and I cannot wait to see what she's up to in the Lost Metal, because this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Thank you for watching. You can find us at 17shard.com for your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. You can leave us a review on iTunes. You can subscribe on YouTube, and you can also support us on Patreon. See you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.